Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Opening the door, that's yoga. Sweeping up the floor, that's yoga. Getting to the core, that's yoga. Heading to the store, that's yoga. Keeping track of score, not yoga. Always one more, not yoga. But singing a song is yoga. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York. This is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Ethan Lipton writes plays and songs, and sometimes plays with songs. His musical No Place to Go won an Obie Award for its trenchant take on the decline of the American workspace. And in another musical, The Outer Space, a couple finds that they can flee the planet, but not its problems. His songs are often funny and usually delivered through the sounds of vintage rock and roll, country, or jazz. Ethan Lipton and his orchestra, his long-standing four-piece band, have a new album out. It's called Did You Do the Thing We Talked About? And they're here to play some of it for us, beginning with this song called Mess That Summer. Mess that summer and that fall. I was a mess that summer and that fall. I still have my tricky days, you know, life and all. But it's nothing like that summer. I was a mess that summer and that fall. And I've had a heavy winter. I really hit the wall But I couldn't touch that summer I was a mess that summer And that fall And I can get wound so tightly I'm like a super ball But I made it through that summer I was a mess that summer And that fall To share paella with Rafael Nadal. I tell him about that summer, dude. I was a mess that summer and that fall. I sure miss my mother's voice. Wish I could give her a call. She was a gem that summer. I was a mess that summer and that fall. Come on! Wasn't my best that summer All of the stress that summer It was a real bummer Yeah, I was a mess that summer And that fall I really fell apart and fall I was a mess that summer 
Ethan Lipton and his orchestra. And the song's called Mess That Summer, with Ethan, of course, singing, Eben Levy playing guitar, Vito Dearly on sax, Ian Riggs playing the double bass, and Ethan, to you and the guys, great to have you back. It's been a while. It has, man. Thank you for having us, man. Lovely. Yeah. Um, w- we are shooting videos of these performances here in the studio, but the video that you shot for that song is really... I mean, it's got this kind of deadpan humor to it built into the song. But the fact that it's you and Alex Borstein, who is the actress who plays Susie Meyerson on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. You know, it's like you're lip syncing most of the words. She's the one lip syncing and that fall. So it's like, you know, it adds something to it. It's like this guy's willing to cop to being totally off the rails in the summer. But it's his partner, his spouse or whatever, who has to remind us all that, yeah, and the fall, too, wasn't so great either. Yeah, that was a, uh, uh, I was trying to come up with a way to sort of activate a song that's kind of about one person's point of view. Right. Becomes about uh, two people's point of view, and it adds a dimension to it. Yeah. So how did that happen? I mean, you guys appeared in the show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, right? We did. We were on the first season of Maisel before anybody really knew what it was. You know, it was still filming. And uh, between takes, I found myself, um, you know, sort of standing near Alex. And I'd loved that show getting on that she was on on uh, uh, for a number of years. And we started chatting. And then we realized that we had gone to day camp together uh, in the San Fernando Valley, you know, when we were like 12 wow. or 13 but it was so much fun. And Alex was, you know, she, she's like a genius, but also just a very generous, mm-hmm. warm, uh, playful person. So we, we really had a good time doing it. it, it I mean, it seems like a good time was had by all yeah. involved. Um, so that's, that's Mess That Summer. Now, the album title, Did You Do The Thing We Talked About? That sounds, uh, do you know the Hold Steady? The band? Uh, I, I, I do know the Hold Steady. I, I mean, all, I mean, of, I know the, of, them, all yeah. of their songs are like about people getting into trouble, they were on the margins of society, and there's all, like, drug deals go bad and stuff. This sounds like a Hold Steady album title. Love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the title really came from, I, I was trying to think about, you know, what, what was my existential question these days, or, like, what's the thing that I'm, I'm most often thinking about, and often it's, did you do the thing we talked about um, for, you know, my my child, my four year old or my partner or my collaborators or whatever it is. And then, um, you know, when I said it out loud, I laughed. Uh, and now now that I've said it a few times, it's hard to say it and not sound a little bit like a jerk, uh, which is which is usually a good recipe uh, for for something. Um, but, yeah, and then we just we just all uh, that was the one we liked the most. You know? Yeah. Um, and there is a song on the record that it has a kind of caper quality to it, and that, of course, is Mondrian. Yes. Uh, you know, the idea that I, I, I went to see the Calder, but I had to take, I had to steal that Mondrian. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to see the Calder, but I had to steal the Mondrian. Yeah, I went to see the Calder, but I had to steal the Mondrian. Get it for my baby, so I put it right under my arm. 
So even if there isn't a through narrative on the record, you're still telling stories in these songs. For sure. I think that's that's something I'm always interested in. Some of these songs were songs that we had been playing, you know, leading into the pandemic that were like really important to us. And then I I wrote some new ones for for the album. But I I think this album um yeah, tries to dig into story and to the meaty stuff of life and to kind of unpacking. Uh, I'm always interested in my smallest self, uh, you know, so I, I like to bring that in whenever I can. So is that why we have songs that celebrate things like the collards that I cooked and tying my shoes perfectly and the, the little things on, on So Long to the Man? Hello to the shower I took Good job to the good ideas I agreed with Well done to the collards I cooked Thank you to the cat and dog videos Thank you to the email from the NYPL Farewell to the sweet words that I just didn't let myself say So long to the man I didn't become today. Yeah, I, you know, I would love to be a person who obsessed about great, big, important things. Uh, that, that would that would have been a great life to lead. <laughs> but uh, it turns out the, the the life that I have, which I, I'm also rather fond of, uh, I, I mostly think of a lot of mundane things, and I think about them a lot. So I, I, uh, that's, that's kind of become the vernacular of the songs. Um, they also sound on the record like they do here in this room. Was it done like this with the four of you in one place at one time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, coming out of that time where we spent so much time apart, um, it was a kind of out-of-body experience to play music for a little while when we got back together. Yeah. Yeah. And usually when you record, obviously, you isolate everybody, you get like as much control as possible. Um, and I had some vision of us being in a shared space and recording whole takes um, and not doing any overdubs, uh, which is stressful in its own way and challenging, you know, because you're, 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 you're trying to get everybody in a hot moment, you know, when they're, we're in a sw- sweet spot. And Eben... Um, engineered the whole thing. Uh, uh, we, we rented a place upstate and uh, that actually had a studio as part of it, but we ended up, it wasn't right for our purposes. And so Eben created this other studio <laughs> in the other room. And, uh, and we were all in there and we, you know, and uh, Vito and I were doing the cooking and uh, Ian was keeping everybody straight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know the pandemic was, you know, a huge break for many touring musicians but you know you you've had this kind of dual life so was the the playwriting still happening during that time yeah we did a little bit remotely uh which was fun but but mostly i was writing and i had a a, a one month old when the pandemic started mm. uh which was great actually you know uh for me and my partner we could just be parents, parents yeah. and and nobody had anything really important to do and uh, yeah, and I did work on some some theater pieces, uh, uh, including one that is for the band. Um, oh, so there will be uh, another show. There is another show. I'm I'm not at liberty to divulge it yet, okay. but but um, hopefully it'll be announced soon. 
All right. Uh, Ethan Lipton and his orchestra here with us in the studio. Um, the next song has kind of a country flavor. Where it, how, I mean, what do you bring to the band? Is it Such lyrics? Such a good and... question. <laughs> <laughs> they wonder all the time. Like, why are you here? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I love the troubadours who I kind of grew up listening to. Tom Waits and uh, Willie Nelson, John Prine, those, those were people, my, my dad and my brother, my older brother were really playing a lot, Leonard Cohen, I mean, Randy Newman, all those guys. And, uh, and because I write songs without knowing how to play any instruments, I, I can kind of go wherever a melody or my imagination takes me. And then I bring it to the guys, and it's always the most embarrassing, vulnerable moment is when I sing a cappella, the tune, <laughs> to them and they, they try to be supportive mostly <laughs> and then we figure out what 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 the what the arrangement is for us and it's it is this thing where I feel like we know when we're not sounding like us you know we, we always have to own it no matter what the idiom is um, and you know Eben has said that kind of everything we do has a little bit of swing to it yeah uh, even, e- if even even the funk in Mondrian yeah. has a little bit of that that yeah and that's that's them, and it's partly also because we don't have a drummer. I think I think yeah. we all are sort of we're we're keeping time collectively. All right, well let's uh, let's hear a song called "To Have Done It." Uh, it appears on the new record called "Did You Do the Thing We Talked About." Here's Ethan Lipton and his orchestra live.
Ethan Lipton and his orchestra, To Have Done It, is the name of the song. And of course, the big question as you're listening to it is, what's the it? But that's kind of the point, right? The it can be anything. We all have an it. All the things I wish I would have done and didn't quite manage to do. (laughs) Because you got busy. Really busy. Yeah. Or I was doing a jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... Whether they're funny or bittersweet, a lot of your songs seem to be about just people making their way in the world. Whether it's plays or musicals or songs, is that kind of a connecting thread for you? Yeah, I, I think uh, figuring out how to use the struggle, uh, how to make fun of the struggle or investigate the struggle is, um, I don't know, it's a... It's interesting for me, and it's a, a good way to live. It makes I feel like it makes my life richer. And, you know, the longer, you know, we've been together almost 20 years. I, mm-hmm. I think when I first started writing songs, I was probably a little bit more covered up in some way uh, uh, as, as like an emotional human being. And the more that I have sort of lived with these three musicians in my head and in my ears, it's sort of, you know, cracked me open a little bit, and I try to... I try to go a little a little deeper every time, uh, but still around kind of everyday things. Yeah. It's also interesting to, you know, the, the I mentioned in introducing you, the delivery mechanism for, you know, th- these are people with very modern problems, and yet it's it's coming on a wave of sound that sounds like it could have been from 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional uh, from 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 trying to uh, from standpoint of trying to like uh, mix that up. I think it was you know there's a, a way that I hear ideas and lyrics, and then e- each of these guys have their own musical you know point of view mm-hmm. that kind of dictates um, a lot of what happens. Um, you know, uh, Vito comes from a, a jazz world, and and Ian from a a jazz and classical and bluegrass world and Eben from like a, a funk and a jazz world. Um, and I'm kind of like from a, a folk uh, universe. Mm. And so the sound of the band is the sound of the four of us having a conversation, I guess. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned Leonard Cohen before. Yeah. Uh, he is referenced in the song yeah. Talking to Bonnie, which also almost quotes My Bonnie li- Lies Over the Ocean. If you're freaking out about the future and you're holding on to your kid everyone ought to be talking to Bonnie to find out what the hell she did my Bonnie lies over the ocean my Bonnie lies over the sea my Bonnie she found Leonard Cohen So, and that's the opening salvo on the record. Right. You know, the, so- the, the album has songs about a lot of big relationships uh, in my life, and uh, it, it, it sort of jokes about my mom a couple of times, but that, that album is about my, I mean, that song is about, uh, about my mom, and it was a, a, a song, one of those songs that I kind of had to write, that I felt mm. like I had to. She passed away a, a few years ago. 
And I think I felt like, I, well, I, I need to write the songs that I know that I need to write. Mm. Um, and, and when you're writing about existential topics like that, even a little bit of humor can be a leavening agent and allows the whole thing to rise. Sorry for the baking metaphor, but... Yeah, uh, no, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, to me, uh, I'm interested in, like, being in the moment as a, as a, as a person and, and especially as a performer... And the mix of the serious and the funny has always... I mean, I guess that's how I live, you yeah. know? And uh, when that is in the music, you know, particularly if it's, like, about a heavy subject, uh, it, it's just a great way to kind of stay grounded and um, uh, present without getting too too deep into one's feelings, which is always tempting. Right. Um, I'm thinking of the song Yoga Not Yoga. Yeah. Stacking all the wood, yoga. Thinking that you should not yoga. Clinging to control, not yoga. Sucking out a soul, not yoga. Slurping from a bowl, yoga. Driving to the hole, yoga. Sharing heartfelt sentiments, yoga. You know, which is basically, I mean, there's a whole history of list songs in music and this is just a list of things that we do and it's like well this one's cool this one's not cool and you you're kind of setting us up you know over the course of the song to figure out well this guy clearly thinks that you know thinks in this direction and not in that direction and then you subvert it yoga's usually yoga yoga isn't always yoga sometimes yoga is foga Foga, yoga is boga, but moving like this is yoga. Also, this is yoga. Like skiing with the Swiss is yoga. Or taking up this is yoga. Wearing groovy pants is yoga. A long romance, yoga. Finding your bliss is kind of bullshit. Finding your bliss is kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're setting it up so that we expect finding your bliss, yoga. And, and that, that sort of subversive streak can be important, too. For sure. For sure. I mean, again, I, I try not to take myself too seriously. And, and, but to look at feelings, I'm, I'm always interested in feelings and like that feeling of desiring to be present. I, you know, sometimes I joke that that song is for people who like the idea of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I myself struggle with actual yoga. Um, <laughs> and so that, that was uh, a, a way to kind of give it space and investigate, you know, all of these different ways to try to be in the moment in life. And then here is this darker truth that I actually live with, <laughs> which so, is that I'm never, I'm never going to get present for very long. <laughs> so for you, the idea of yoga is yoga. Totally. And actual yoga is not yoga. I believe that's correct. <laughs> yes, that's it. That is well done. You I solved have, it, man. I have cracked the code. <laughs> I don't know if we even need to play that song anymore. <laughs> that's how I've been living. Um, so uh, you mentioned uh, in, in talking about where you and, and Alex Borstein first met in the San Fernando Valley. So you grew up in California? Yeah. When did you come to New York? Uh, I think I, it was like right before my 30th birthday, you know, maybe six months before my 30th birthday or something. So it wasn't 29 and a half years before your 30th birthday? No. Okay. So this next song, we'll take this with a grain of salt, the, the story yes, that it contains. Yes, yes, for sure take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this song uh, it, it, I wrote for um, the show that we did called uh, In Praise of the Unlived Life 
which is a musical response to a book of essays by a British psychoanalyst named Adam Phillips. We did it one night at uh, live from the New York Public Library. And he's exploring the idea that um, the thing you go after is about your need for the thing you're going after. And I liked thinking about New York as being this thing that is, um, you know, you would only move to, this place that you would only move to if you were sort of fundamentally interested in suffering, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the fact that it kind of beats you up. And so that's where the song came from. All right. The song, is, the song is called Crazy for New York. Here's Ethan Lipton and his orchestra. fault I moved to New York She took too long to feed me I was waiting for a million years Stuck in my crib with the saltiest tears I said well damn it I'll just move to New York She clearly doesn't need me If life is gonna be this hard anyway I see no reason why I should stay And in my mind I pack my bags for New York And I laid low if you read me nothing that I couldn't endure and I went crazy 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 for New York yeah I went crazy 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 for New York and now late at night while waiting on a train I feel the most delightful land warm-hearted kind Pawn me, screw the permit, just build right on me. I'm still crazy about New York. Rope me, dope me, work me over and misanthrope me. I'm still crazy about New York. Tease me, freeze me, arroz con pollo in Cantonese me. Still crazy about New York. Score me, floor me, see me coming on a bike and door me. I'm still crazy about New York. Stress me, press me, suck me dry and repossess me. I'm still crazy about New York. I 
go crazy, crazy, crazy for New York. Yeah, I go crazy, crazy, crazy for New York. Yeah, I go crazy, crazy, crazy for New York. Yeah, I go crazy, crazy, crazy for New York. Delightful and warm-hearted kind of pain It is my mother's fault I moved to New York She never gave me loud neighbors Crazy for New York, from the new album by Ethan Lipton and his orchestra called Did You Do the Thing We Talked About, uh, live here in the studio, Dieter Dieterle playing the sax, Evan Levy on guitar, Ian Riggs on bass, and um, Ethan, at what point after, after moving here did you feel like you were a New Yorker? Uh, I think it was the the time when I walked out of a subway and knew which direction I was going. <laughs> I don't know exactly when that was, but it took it took a while. You know, I it really I really felt like this place was a was a, a a foe. And part of what I liked about it was that it was a common foe. You know, it's sort of it's uh, it, oh, it, it, it takes it out of everybody. Yeah. No, no, no one's no one's you know better, faster, stronger than New York. And you know, coming from Los Angeles, where uh, you know, everybody acts like things are okay. You know, that, that, that always made me feel kind of crazy. And here, everybody acts crazy, which makes me feel very relaxed. That makes you feel okay. Yeah. So that's yoga. That's <laughs> yoga. <laughs> um, the, there is a, the, the final song on the record seems a little different, bird song. First of all, there's kind of something electronic happening there. Yeah. And it's not really addressed to a baby bird, is it? Uh, actually, I, uh, it's addressed to my, my daughter, uh, who was a baby. And baby bird, I'm sure you've seen That alligators can be mean So do not tickle certain alligators If you can help it Not all of the advice, the advice on there is great. You know, it, it, yes, you know, right. It's, it's really about, um, I mean, it's definitely about someone who, who loves his child. But it's about an anxious parent, I think, trying to set their child on a course um, when they can make the best possible decisions, if they can help it. If they can help it, which is the kind of the, the refrain. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a nice kind of thing to leave it with. Um, the album is called Did You Do the Thing We Talked About? When can you talk about the next show that you and the band are doing? You know, we are doing a very exciting show for us. Uh, on June 28th, we're going to be at Lincoln Center, Alice Tully Hall, uh, doing a show that will be Ethan Lipton and his orchestra and their orchestra. Wow. For the first time, uh, we will be playing with an actual orchestra, a big orchestra. We're really excited to give these songs space and amplify the ridiculousness of them and, <laughs> and, and the, the sweetness of them when there is some. So uh, what, when is that? June? June 28th. June 28th. Yeah. Marking my calendar now. Yeah. Going to be a good time. Yeah. 
Ethan Lipton and his orchestra with their orchestra at Alice Tully Hall on June 28th. But the album's out now. And uh, Ethan, to you and the boys, great to see you again. Thank you so much for coming back in. Thank you so much for having us, John. We really appreciate it. Love what you do here. Thanks. Irene Trudell is our technical director, and down the hall, our producer Karen Havlick shooting video of these performances here in the studio today. I'm John Schaefer. Keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org. And above all, my baby bird, be nice to centipedes. They'll make you laugh. When you wind up in the weeds And baby bird, if it grows dark Just listen for the meadow lark And wait till morning comes, my baby bird For soon the morning comes, my baby bird Just wait till morning comes, 